This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw. Ra- Sorry, it's been a long time since I've done this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. Adam, it is so good to be back. Uh, for some of you people that don't follow us on you know, the daily basis, I have been gone. I have been over in Europe. So we've been playing a lot of pre-recorded episodes, but I am back now. I am in town. Adam, it's good to see your face, buddy. It's been weird. Like Adam and I talk literally five times a day, every day. (laughs) And for the last month, he's been locked in his house crying. I'm back, buddy. It's all good. Dax is back. He's been in Germany, but he's back. It's good to see you, buddy. It's uh, a lot has gone. A lot, a lot has happened since you've been gone. Dax, you were aware you were in Germany. You were in Amsterdam. Uh, do you have a good trip? Are you feel well, well rested? Copenhagen? No, I, it, dude, great trip. So much fun. You know, I've been to a couple of these places before, but Amsterdam was definitely a different experience with children. There was a lot of covering eyes and averting from windows and, yeah, the, you know, there's a lot of ladies waving out the window and I'm like, oh, d- don't worry about that lady. Just don't wave back to her. We got to keep going. <laughs> Like, it's just a different spot. It's, I mean, Amsterdam is so beautiful. Um, but like I said, it was just funny. And I'm not so there was a moment since we're doing awkward celebrity encounters today. I'm going to give you an awkward dad moment in Amsterdam. Okay. We are walking through the streets and there's, you know, it's, it's pretty busy, tight little streets that you're walking through. And my daughter out loud goes, Mommy what's a sex shop and this group of guys is walking right next to us and they just start laughing and i was like um well and it's like in the it literally says sex shop across the top of it hence the reason she asked (laughs) and then inside was just mannequins wearing laundry so i was like oh it's um well it's a it's it's a lingerie shop and my wife gives me like dagger eyes and i'm like um like like undies like a like a like underwear shop okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> is amsterdam that crazy still like it's just pot everywhere or what's the vibe like i haven't i've never been yeah but it, there's parts of it you know what i'm saying like it's like the the problem is that we had to go from like the city center through basically the red light district to get to our hotel that was on the other side. It was the shortcut. Yeah. So you had to walk through basically the craziest part. But there's a hundred other million places that you can go there. It's gorgeous. It literally is one of the most gorgeous cities in the entire world. It's so cool with all the canals and the old architecture. We did the Anne Frank house. I mean, all it's so freaking cool. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I love Amsterdam. Very cool. Very cool. And did you run into any celebrities in Europe? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I've been fine. I went out of my way to avoid all celebrity news, not talk about celebs. I, I, I needed a break, and I got the break, and it was awesome. Yeah, that's very good. Well, we got a lot to get to. You missed a lot in the celebrity world. Um, not too much. I mean, what do you think was the biggest story? Like, did you hear of stuff going on, or are you full out no, taking a break? You can, you can only avoid it so much. I, I definitely was kept up to date on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think... Obviously, like the big story of this week I saw was Hulu released another trailer for Kim and now Pete's in the show and everyone's talking about, you know, Pete kind of making his appearance in the new Kardashians. And there's like that scene where she's like, 
come on, you want to come shower with me? And he like drops all of his stuff and runs. It's funny. I mean, he literally just throws his phone down, whatever he has in his hands, and just runs in, <laughs> like just skips in. I love it. Now, um, the biggest story, I don't even remember what the biggest story was while I was gone. Shoot. Yeah. I, well, what do you? I don't know. A lot's happened since you were gone. Like it, it was, you know, I was on the streets and like one of the things where I think you left during the start of it, like I had like the TV upfronts, which was pretty decent for me. Mm-hmm. I had some pretty good interviews. I ran into, um, I ran into the John Cena, which was great. I ran That's into uh, every time you get him is huge. He's Did just you say anything fun. No. Well, here's the funny part is last time John Cena was in New York and this is true. Um, he was about to come. I, I knew he was coming out of his hotel. I'm standing there at a great position. Wait, because I, I just had a tip that he was coming out. Okay. All of a sudden, another journalist, I mean, I'll say a paparazzi comes by. And there was something in the news where I know I wouldn't ask John that question because I have a good relationship with him and I don't want to screw that relationship up. But I knew this guy was going to ask something screwed up. So this happened a while ago. So as soon as John Cena comes walking out, he was with his wife, and I walk up to John, and I said, John, don't talk. Whatever you do, like, sign or just don't talk. He goes, okay. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, John came out. The guy tried to talk to him, and John ignored him completely, and I just watched it happen. I didn't even shoot John, and then John ignored the guy completely and kept walking away, and as he was by himself, now it's just him and his wife walking down the street. I go, hey, John, I'll get you next time, man. Thanks for being cool. I was like, I just didn't want you to be set up and look like an idiot. John goes, dude, thank you so much. I'll get you next time. I go, no worries. I haven't seen John in a long time, okay? So this goes like I'm almost maybe about a year or so later. I don't even know that I haven't seen John Cena because he doesn't come to New York as much because the pandemic. So John's back in New York, and I see him, and he's wearing a suit, and he's at the upfronts. But he blends in with all the regular people because he's wearing a suit. There's not a chance John Cena blends into any crowd. Dude, you are a liar. It sounds weird, but John Cena sort of <laughs> blended in with, and he was on his phone. I watched him on his phone. He saw me, and I just didn't approach him as he was on his phone. Finally, after like 40 minutes, like he was in a crowd type thing, he had to walk past the people, like to get to his car. And he sees me, and he goes, I owe you. What's up, brother? And it's just like awesome. He stops, That's he talks so cool to me. That he- actually remember dude he it. remembered that and it was so cool and he's like you've always been good to me like i was like dude that is so cool that you remember that and honestly like it made me just feel really good like it was kind of like really nice it was Wait something like we we this this story does not belong on today's episode because <laughs> it's good oh, today's man, episode know. is about awkwardness okay uh, all right i mean <laughs> so that's going to be the last good non-awkward story all right today's here's episode. here's you understand okay i'll do one quick awkward run-in that i happened well, well we'll we, get to we, multiple we need to give our, can we give a shout out to a couple people left yes reviews. let's do, do that, that at the top of the show so let's do that real quick uh thank you by the way to everyone who has been leaving like ridiculous amounts of reviews on our our show it has been so like we've been climbing up the charts um and it has been just phenomenal i cannot thank you enough a lot of people been going on taking their you know two minutes out of their day going to itunes going down to the bottom giving us five stars and leaving little comments with their names by the way so we can actually give their name a shout out but uh let's give a couple right here i've got let's do this one this one is from lover broads it says like talking to friends. I found this podcast through Juicy Scoop and now listen regularly. I love how down to earth Dax and Adam are and appreciate that they expose the human side of the celebrity world. It's a unique take I haven't heard on many other podcasts and just feels like I'm talking I'm talking celeb gossip with friends. Refreshing and so fun. So nice. That was good. That's a great one. Who said that? Like <laughs> uh, so that one was from Lover Broad. So that was probably <laughs> before we told them to, you know, re- Remember to put their full names in. All right. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Let me do another random one. What about this? Uh, a whole hit. A new fan, 22. I heard you guys on Juicy Scoop, came over to listen, and now I am binge listening. You guys are great and have a new fan. All right. I like that. Five stars from a new fan, 22. Thank you. And then let's pick another random one. What about this one? 
uh, found and tuned in since. And this is from Mick DWI. Not sure when I found you guys. Known about you from TMZ, but since I found you maybe a year ago, I've been a listener since. Love you as a duo. The insider scoops and the interviews. The Suzanne Somersault interview was one of my favorites. Keep it up, guys. That did was she, fun. Did she kind of dodge our questions? Why Somersault? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> I'll take I like it. it. Five stars. You said it. You listen to us. Okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. I like all right. so there yeah. you go. Thank you guys so much for uh, for taking the time. Really appreciate all those reviews. All right, Adam, let's dive into the awkward celebrity moments, the awkwardest celebrity moments that you and I have both had in the last decade of working in entertainment news. We've come into, you know, uh, in front of a lot of celebs. I've got some big names on my list. I know you have some big names. You want to start it out? I mean, here's I was just going into the story was a little bit recently, and this was with a soccer player by the name of Harry Kane. Now, I know a lot of our audience might not know who Harry Kane is, but he's a soccer legend. He's probably one of the best soccer players out there who's currently playing. Um, huge star overseas, but he's, you know, these soccer players do really well for me on, on YouTube, and, you know, he's... He's a big deal. Anyway, it's I'm doing exactly why it was awkward. Um, okay. I called it soccer instead of football. And <laughs> I think everyone was just like, ooh, you can't say you're a big fan, then call it soccer. And I started talking to the guy saying, so do you want to play soccer in L.A.? And, again, you can't say you're a big fan and start calling it soccer. It's, and a, it's a big no-no, especially people from Europe. They they do not refer to it as soccer. Yeah. It is always football. I just have to – it's in my head. It's calling it soccer. I get it. It's football to you, but, like, I grew up playing soccer, and uh, it's it sucks, but definitely that so was – So what did he say? He, no, he answered all the questions and stuff, but it wasn't, like, the best – it was okay. It was actually pretty decent, but <laughs> I just realized after I said it, I was such an asshole. But my one story yeah, – like, You dug yourself in oh, that I t- one for t- sure. Totally did. But this was like one of my awkward celebrity moments. And I talked about the story when we had Mark McGrath on the podcast. Um, I saw Mark McGrath, or I thought was Mark McGrath, walking out of the subway in New York City. And it was like, oh, my God, Mark McGrath. And it was right in Columbus Circle. I'm like, Mark. And Mark doesn't look at me. I'm like, Mark. And like I sort of know Mark McGrath. I'm like, Mark. Yeah. Mark. And I'm trying to get some. I'm like, Mark, you hear me yell? Like, dude, why, why are you being too marked? Like, I'm like, Mark, it's me. Mark, it's me. <laughs> Finally, Mark, or I thought it was Mark, turns around and goes, I'm not Mark McGrath. And then I realize it's Ethan Hawke. And I'm like, no. oh, my God. I, I can't <laughs> believe it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And luckily... He was like sort of like laughing about it. Like he was just like because he could generally tell like I was not trying to be an asshole. I was just really thought it was Mark McGrath. This do, do they look do they get like confused for each other a lot? Dude, I'm telling you this one day. I don't know if they do, but this one day I just I just swore it was Mark McGrath. And I, I, I was like, oh, my God. And he, I know think what, he could dude? tell. They how do awful. look. It looks like there's a bunch of like websites and stuff that have compared them. So they must get it a lot or they've gotten a lot over time. Like they both had the spiky blonde tips before. Yeah. I can see it. So he, he must get it a whole hell of a lot for him to be like, here's another asshole screaming Mark's name out when I'm not Mark McGrath. Yeah. I wasn't even being a, I swear I was not trying to be a dick. I generally thought this was Mark McGrath and it was, Super embarrassing, and I think that uh, Ethan Hawke realized like I felt bad, and he was just like he kind of and uh, props to him, he handled it well. Um, but then after I tried talking to him, it was just like a funny encounter. <laughs> but it was actually funny because Ethan Hawke is not really the most into like talking to the paparazzi, and I thought at yeah. that moment it was one of the best videos with him. He just handled it like the the best, I would say, like the nicest uh, because of that. But the funny part <laughs> it was was when we had Mark McGrath on the podcast, and I said to Mark, I go, Mark, who do you get – because I was going to bring up the story. I go, Mark, who do you get recognized for a lot? Like who, who do people think you are or sometimes mistake you for? He goes, Adam, you did it. You thought Ethan Hawke was me, and he, Mark <laughs> McGrath saw that video, and I thought you that was great. Clip. That's so funny. They, now, I, I have never put that – 
those two together, but now that I'm looking online, they 100% look alike. Yeah. Full-on doppelgangers. Yeah, no, it was definitely a weird moment for me, and I felt I was embarrassed. I was, like, so confused, but he handled it. That was probably one of one of my favorite ones. Do you have one that stands out? Yeah, so <laughs> this one's really embarrassing. <laughs> so, okay, so years ago when TMZ was, like, you know, just the biggest thing in entertainment news. We were crushing basically everyone else. Um, I feel like I was starting to get a little bit of an ego, you know, because I was on TV every single day and I felt like everywhere I was going, everyone was like recognizing me. And I remember going to a club. I don't remember the name of the club. It was on um, maybe like La Siena or something like that in Hollywood. And um, so that that was the night I ran into David Spade. Like David Spade came over, said hi. So like I'm feeling myself and I'm like, David Spade just like said hi to me. I'm feeling cool. And then I go into the club and Seth MacFarlane is there. You know, who Seth MacFarlane sure. is he, you know, is the, the creator behind Family Guy. Um, TMZ had just done like a a Family Guy episode. So like Harvey and, and Max did it. And so like. I'm going in there feeling like super confident that this guy knows who I am and he's dancing there with a bunch of girls around him. And I was like, Seth, what's up? Dax here. And he turned around and looked at me and he's like, and he, like full blank stare. And I'm like, Dax, you know, TMZ. And he literally was like, I have no idea who you are and turns around and kept dancing with the girls. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was mortified because <laughs> i was there with a couple friends and i was like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go talk to seth we're gonna hang out with him and I, i'm guessing that it was the booze in my system that was telling me that that was a good idea and that he would know me but he didn't and i can tell you from that moment on i never did that to anyone else yeah <laughs> oh i can imagine how embarrassing that's, it was awful it was awful. <laughs> that's brutal that, yeah that was what that was uh fun. so he did he like he didn't even know at all. Was he wasted or what was his deal? No, I think I was the wasted one being <laughs> a dumbass in front of him. Um, no, I, I just remember he had like crowds of people around him and he was like the coolest guy in Hollywood. We had, we were covering him all the time. He was so funny. And so like in my mind, there was a mutual admiration there. He liked TMZ. We liked him. Like, and I think I was just so used to people associating with TMZ that I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's, of course, going to know. And, yeah, that. that I understand that issue because I always have that encounter where, like, sometimes I feel like they know me, but they don't know me. But yet again, Mm -hmm. I get them in New York, so they're usually on, like, my land. And I think I confuse (laughs) them into thinking they know me. Um, I mean, that happens pretty much with every single slum. Like, yo, what up, my dude? And I, I say it to them, but they don't really don't. They really don't know me. Um, yeah, Ugh, I, I, was awful, but you know, actually funny. I remember the first time I met Farrah Abraham and this is, okay. all right. This is such a dick move on my account. This is now that I think about it, it's such an asshole move on my, the first time I met Farrah, she was sort of not that warm to me, but I, I thought she was hot. I was like, man, she's good looking girl. And this was, was this teen mom. This time? was teen was mom this time. This was, this is when like, she wait, was, where are we? Yeah. This is teen mom. She was first sort of on the map this, what, 2012-ish, and I thought she was attractive. I, I used to think, like, I had a camera. I was like, oh, 2000, maybe even 2011. I don't know. I just started doing what I was doing. I thought now's the time to start, like, hitting on chicks. Like, I gotta, I'm got i going to start hitting on celebrities, and, uh, like, I thought it would be a funny thing if I started hitting on celebrities. I remember trying to hit on, pa- on Farrah Abraham because she was on Team Mom, which – I already knew she put out, so I was like, all right, cool. You know, right? She's a teen mom. She puts out. And I remember it went so bad, and it was just super awkward where she was with her mom, and she was not having it. However, awkward moments for me have actually done pretty well because, speaking of hitting on girls, I had a moment with Lana Del Rey. And this was Lana Del Rey after the SNL incident. Um, and I, this is, she was the hottest, everyone's talking about her. And I remember she was walking out of the Soho house in meatpacking district and she's walking down the street wearing this cool sort of vintage race car jacket. And, and I, I remember this day like it was yesterday. Yeah. 
And she this was, video was so big. Dude, and she was smoking a cigarette, and I was like, what's up, Lana? How you doing? And she was super nice and so sweet, and I just started talking to her, and I was like, hey, we should get a drink sometime. She's like, are you being serious? I was like, yeah, let's get a drink. And she's like, are you asking, like, kind of like asking me, and I was like, yeah, I'm asking you out. Let's. And I was kind of forward about it and sort of aggressive, and she was like, well, put the camera down. Let's talk. And I was like, all right, well, if I put the camera down, you're just going to, like, kind of back out and not talk to me she's like no no put the camera so we did we exchanged information and you know i'll i i, I leave it just i'm a gentleman and um that you, <laughs> we i'm not saying we did anything not, i'm just saying that but it was just I, an, I but it was an awkward encounter everyone. but every but here's the thing i'm not even saying anything more about it than what you see in the video however Every single week, someone hits me up about it. And some people thought it was an awkward encounter. Some people were like, dude, high five, because you had the balls to just fucking blunt, yeah. bl- ask her it, out. It, it was a bit awkward, but it was also awesome. <laughs> and if you guys want to see it, go Google it. It's L- Lana Del Rey. What is it like? I, I, it's a date with a pap? Yeah, I mean, it's all say? over. It, the video has gone so many different ways. So it's... It's, it's, a gr- it's great, but it's... It's an awkward moment on camera, but it again it it ends up not so awkward because she's into it. She was definitely like having enjoying the attention. She was super nice. She you know we she was very nice. I'll say is that um, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, you want to? I'm trying to think. Uh, I had. Did you have one with? You had one with one of my all-time favorites, and I only say all-time favorites because this person – I remember you telling me briefly you had one, but you didn't get into the story. You had one with a girl who was probably the first poster I had on my wall, and it was Pam Anderson. Pam Anderson. Yeah. Yes. Pam Anderson literally was the first – Baywatch. when I was growing up, 90s kid, like Baywatch was the biggest thing. I had photos and pictures of – Gina Lee Nolan and Kathy Ireland on my wall, but Pam you know, Anderson had, was the I had, god. Uh, I had Jenny McCarthy. Okay. Like from her singled out days on MTV. Yeah. That was I had a poster of her. It's like silver bikini and silver back. Whatever. Anyway, let's get to Pam Anderson. Re- okay. So this was literally day one working with TMZ. Okay. Like we're going all the way back here. I had just met Harvey. The first thing he said was, do you want to do red carpets? And I said, sure, I'm down. Let's try this. He sent me to do to cover a PETA red carpet. You know what PETA is, Sure. Right? Yeah, it's like animal activists. Like everyone there that's walking the red carpet is very like no animal torture. Like it's, it's kind of an intense event to cover. And Pam Anderson is one of the biggest advocates for PETA. She does a lot of their like promotional stuff. Pink was there. Dennis Rodman was there. Kristen Cavallar. I mean, it was kind of like the big event to go to. And I happened to be covering it for my first time on the red carpet. I, I, I am completely green in the industry. I don't know what I'm doing. They didn't send me with any questions. They just said, go see what you come back with. And I remember they put me at the very, very end of the carpet where no one stops to talk to anyone, right? Like no one cares at the end of the red carpet. But I remember being so excited to be there and Pam Anderson is getting closer and she's talking and she's getting closer. And I remember I reached out and grabbed her arm to get her attention to be like, (laughs) hey, come talk to me again. I didn't know that that was a no, no in the industry. You don't reach out and grab the celeb. (laughs) So I reach out and I grab her arm to be like, talk to me. And she like whips around and she goes, ow, ow, why did you grab my arm? Like, did you really grab her like hard or what did you think? I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> legit have no idea Dax is getting just, physical with people to get interviews on the red carpet I was just excited I didn't know I like I'm trying to get her attention I, I and she turned around and she was so pissed that I grabbed her and then she gave me an interview when she realized I was on crutches <laughs> oh you were uh, that's funny like oh it's just a handicap boy please stop. you can't be mad at the handicap boy <laughs> but I can tell you like her handlers look pissed she was pissed and I didn't mean anything. I just was like, like there was so much, like, I wish I could explain how crazy red carpets are to people that have never been on one or never been around one that when the biggest star comes out, it's like 
all the cameras are flashing, all the people are screaming, like everyone's trying to get her attention. So like I was trying to just get her attention, but apparently I grabbed too hard and she was pissed. But I still got the job at TMZ. That's funny. I did you so how long did you get to talk to her for? Do you remember? I, I talked to her for a little bit. Um, I don't know, maybe like two, three minutes. Like nothing crazy. No, it's but still carpet. something. You get a very small amount of time. But for being at the very end of the red carpet, three minutes was a huge deal. Sure. It basically solidified me getting a job at TMZ. Yeah, so yeah. There you go. That's uh Thanks, Pam. Exactly. No, that's um that's it's just funny of all people Pam Anderson says you heard her and <laughs> it could have been a bigger deal like did anybody else see the the physical thing and like did everyone start looking at you or dude I you have to realize I blacked out half of that night I didn't know what I was doing I'm in college I'm on a red carpet all those huge celebs I've never been face to face with celebrities before now I'm trying to ask them questions I don't remember like half that night is like gone out of my memory that's a good way. I mean, listen, I got to think about that. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm not getting physical with these celebrities enough. <laughs> it's uh, You really got to just grab them by the arm and take them, take charge. I had, I, I, I it's funny. So we were discussing like, you're like, Dax is like, Adam, you've had to have uncomfortable, awkward moments with celebrities. And anytime you fall in front of a celebrity, that always happens. Like my favorite, it, it, it's sort of my favorite paparazzi videos is when a paparazzi oh, when falls. When they back into something. When they yeah. back into like, <laughs> and I've seen some <laughs> rough falls. Like it's just awkward for everyone. And I remember uh, um, talking to, uh, I think it was Nina Ad, no, no, who was it? It was Nina DeBrev. And she was going to a, um, uh, a charity uh she was going to some charity event and I remember asking her about the charity and it was about uh, breast cancer uh, supporting she was going and she messed up the words and I remember she was like yeah I'm going to go support breast cancer and I was like what <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about she's like yeah I'm supporting breast cancer I was like wait you might want to you're not you're not I had it fixed her you know it was just like I remember just like she looked at me like what I said wrong. I was like, no, you're you're not cancer. supporting breast cancer. And she's like, oh, I mean, well, you know what I mean. I was like, yeah, I do, but you should probably be more specific, you know. Like, but I, I think. Oh, oh you know what's so funny. funny? I remember an awkward celebrity run, and there was a football player who I don't remember this guy's name. Now, this wasn't like a. Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type guy. This was like a B-level wide receiver who had a great career, but he was retired, but he was a big guy. And I believe he could have been a tight end on the wide on the Titans or, on the, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing that out there. But I remember this guy was a, a good player, solid NFL player. And I remember seeing him. It was on camera, and he had this big diamond bracelet. And he goes like, yo, what's up, man? And I go to slap him five. When I slapped him five, I wasn't cool enough and didn't hit the slap five in the right <laughs> position. So I hit his wrist, and just like that, I broke his whole diamond bracelet. And no. the thing kind of just went to pieces all over the ground. I was like, oh, oh my God. And he was, like, no. trying to handle it, like, very cool. But I could just see, like, he was sort of like, Did you oh, slip fuck. a diamond in your pocket and be no, like, oh, dude. one must have rolled into the drain. I, I was, Dude, I was trying to act like – I was trying to make sure he was calm because if it happened to me, I would have been so pissed and upset – but it was just I hit his – my wrist hit his wrist in like the bad position and all the diamonds went everywhere. And I just remember just like we had – we didn't even do the interview I think because we had to pick the, everything off the ground. And we had to make sure we got everything. And wow. you start to wonder if it, that if that was a real bracelet because do real bracelets do that? I don't know. But I'm sure it was real. But I remember his face when that, once that happened that was so bad and awkward. Um that that's a that might be the the best awkward story. I wish you remembered the guy's name though. Dude, I I was so humiliated because again, like I was like this guy must. I was so humiliated because I was like this guy doesn't just not like me. He he hates me for what I did to his bracelet. You know, <laughs> like that's 
that's what it came down to. We had, did we have awkward moments on this? We. My my voice has changed. Do we have awkward? <laughs> this, this moment right now, when you just went through puberty, right. is an awkward moment. Did we have awkward moments on the podcast? Yes, when you freaking asked Carol Baskin if she killed her husband straight to her face. Yeah, that was weird. Um, oh, I just thought of another one. Do you? <laughs> probably the most awkward moment we have ever had. How did I forget about this? So is talking about Carol Baskin reminded me. So Carol Baskin, we can absolutely play that clip. Pat, can you enter that clip right now? So yeah. bottom line, Carol, you did not or did you kill your husband with all that? <laughs> I did not kill my husband. I was the only person trying to protect my husband. Okay, so that one was good. But another one was when we were talking to Dylan Passage. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> well, Dylan Passage. Explain who he is. Yeah. The husband of what's his name? Joe uh, Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah. And you started asking about their sex life. I asked if, <laughs> I asked if <laughs> I was like, and I tried to act like it was like a real question, and it wasn't. But I was trying to act if Joe Exotic was a good lover. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and. I was trying to make it sound like professional, cool, like it was just like conversational. Like, hey, was Joe like? How was he as a lover? Was he a good lover? And like, it got really, really it weird. Got, it got so icy and awkward <laughs> and weird. <laughs> you, I remember looking at your face, and you were like, I don't know if you froze, but you, you didn't know what to do. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna try to keep this moving along, but Dax, take over because I don't think this guy wants to talk to me anymore. That was a weird one. Oh man, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so, like trying to get him back on topic after he was derailed so hard. <laughs> we let let's let's play the clip. How was Joe? You know, people. A lot of people are into Joe. They they're you know he's got a big fan base right now in all different type of communities. But how was Joe as a lover? Was he is he a great lover? I think a lot of people love to know that. Um, my sex life matters. That, I mean, sex is sex. Oh, it is still good all these years later, Adam. It is a magical, magical <laughs> interview. Good question, though. Good question. Oh, God. Dude. We want, I asked the question, and people want to know, is Joe Exotic a good lover? So this is oh, fair question. I, I am so glad I remember that right now. Yeah. So glad. Um, I've got one that was pretty awkward. Uh, so the first time I met Kim Kardashian was a little awkward. Have I so. about this before? No, no, no. Okay. So I met Kim. She came into TMZ. Um, and this was, this was way back in the day. Like Kim was just starting to like her rise in, in the industry, but it was kind of like she was just past being friends with Paris, you know, and being all out on town. And maybe maybe the Kardashians had just started on TV. But like way back in the day, I'm talking to you, telling you. But when we started TMZ, I was I was kind of a dick on the show. And, and this is like season one. Like, I think the very first thing I said on TV was that Chris Angel's a douchebag. Like, I think that was the first thing I said because I thought that's what people wanted. I thought people wanted like the mean, crassy, yeah. Perez Hilton type humor because that was kind of big back then, right? Sure. And so Kim Kardashian comes in. Harvey's introducing her to a couple of the people in the newsroom. Hey, this is Mike Walters. He runs the news department. And she may have known him by then. Um, this is so-and-so. And then she get, he gets to me and goes, this is Dax. He's the biggest asshole in the room. He's mean to every celebrity. No. That was literally how I got introduced to Kim fucking Kardashian for the very first time. Oh. Is I'm the meanest asshole to celebrities. And I was like, nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, how do you follow <laughs> that? Like, oh. like, I'm a dick. Ready for that? Uh, yeah. 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 So I'm like, cool, where do I go from here? How do you recover from that moment? Hey, Kim, how's your day going? Like, what do you say? You were, you're now the asshole. Why, in God, why would the person even want to talk to you at that point? Yeah. So 
anyway, from that day forward, I decided I was no longer going to be an asshole. And I never did assholey stories. So then I became the nice guy in Team Z, thanks to Kim Kardashian. That's pretty funny. I, that's, that's a hard act to follow. I don't have... This moment's not too awkward. It, 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 yes, it's awkward, but it's funny. I remember I had this. So Rick Ross, when Rick Ross first came out as, you know, he was really intimidating. He had a huge mm-hmm. entourage. Um, he also did not like paparazzi or myself where he was such he was a dick. He was a total asshole to me. And I, I like to the point where and I'd see him all the time. And he was an asshole to me. They were dicks to me. And um, actually, you know what? Hmm. Oh, my God. Before we get to this, wait. Hmm. Who is this? Oh, my God. I got this one. Okay. I got, I have another awkward moment. I have a, this story is pretty wild. I don't even know if. Wait, are you doing, are you doing. Yes, no, I just have another thing. Yeah, I'm doing Rick Ross, but this goes into someone else. And then get to the other one. Oh, my God. This is a wild story, Dex. So Rick Ross was the biggest asshole to the paparazzi myself, and I'd see him all the time. He always stayed at the same hotel, and I kept seeing him every single time because I'd hang outside this hotel all the time. I'd see him to the point where I just gave up. He'd walk by me, and I'd ignore him. He'd ignore me, you know? And then all of a sudden, one day, his whole group, him, Meek Mill, Wale, were all leaving Rolling Stone or this office at the same time. And I said, I'm not going to go for Rick. I'm not going to go for... For Meek, I'm gonna go for Wale, and I just gave all the attention to Wale, ignored Rick, and Rick goes, "Yo, yo, film me, film me." I'm like, "You want me to film you? All right, I'll film you." So I start interviewing him, and he starts messing with me, and I start messing with him back, where I act like he, I work for him. He's like, "You work for me now." I was like, "All right, well, what do we have a Christmas party during the end of the year? Like, how does this work?" <laughs> and I started like messing with him, and we just kept going back and forth. He's like, "I'm gonna give you a name. Your name is Clevis, cause you clever." I don't know. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. So we start going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the next day, the video blew up. And the video is super funny. And the video goes crazy. And the next day, like, ends up on a bunch of different sites. The next day, I see Rick. He's like, yo, that video is great. I was like, see, I'm not that bad of a guy. Like, I'm, you just never wanted to, like, in, like talk to me. But it were, see, was that that bad? He goes, no, that was, he goes, that was cool. That was fun. So... For now on, like, you know, I became sort of not close to Rick Ross, but we had a relationship when I saw him. He talked to me. We, we'd, we'd have fun. He was excited to see me. He knew I was – basically, he knew I wasn't out to get him. He knew I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Then one day, he invites me to his concert. And I go to this concert, and it's all it's, – I remember it was at – I think it was at – at this time, it was at, uh, at Times Square at this uh, theater, this, uh, this theater in Times Square. And I go there. And everyone, I, I, I stand out like every. I stand out. I look like a pilgrim. Stand, I look like I'm Amish in the Do you middle think of this you stood concert. Up more than me at Ice Tea and Coco's wedding. <laughs> I think if they, you at Ice Tea and Coco's wedding, they're like, oh look, the wedding planner's hanging out. <laughs> um, I can tell you, it was like me dancing in between Snoop Dogg and. Bishop Don Juan oh, it's and great. Flame of Flav. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this dude doing here? <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the middle of dance, and all of a sudden I remember, like, I'm, I'm not dancing at this, Rick Ross. I'm just by myself checking out the concert. And I, again, I stand out. I look Amish. And um, all of a sudden some guy goes, yo, yo, look at this. Look at that guy who looks like Woody from Toy Story. And all of a sudden the crowd goes crazy. Like not the crowd. Like the people around all start laughing and start making fun of me. But then all of a sudden one guy in the crowd goes, yo, yo, yo. That's Clevis. That's Rick Ross's boy. Like, oh, sh- oh, that's the guy. Yo, my bad. Can I get a photo with you? So next thing I'm like, yeah, sure. So next thing you know, I'm taking photos with people in the crowd after they were just making fun of me because then they realized I knew Rick Ross. So I don't know. Oh, that was an so awkward encounter. So good. I've got a, uh, a Suge Knight story for you. Speaking, yeah. Like talking about big rappers, scary people. Uh, so I've told this story before. If you were an avid listener, maybe you've heard it like ages ago, but probably the most awkward, scariest moment of my career happened with Suge Knight. So do you remember, Adam, when Suge Knight was going through his whole like bankruptcy debacles Um, like ages ago? And I'm talking 12, 13 years ago. So. This was one of the first stories that we did at TMZ when 
there was maybe 20 of us working there. And so I was tasked to go out and like actually be a field producer, but like with camera, ask the questions. Um, and so they sent me, they're like, oh, you know, just just head to his bankruptcy court hearing. He'll be coming out at about noon for lunch. What I find out as I'm standing, like I'm literally standing outside the court waiting for him is that he just lost. <laughs> Dude, he lost a hundred million dollar lawsuit. That's insane. And I had to be the dumbass sitting on the corner with a camera waiting for him to come out. If you just lost a hundred million dollars, would you want to talk to a camera? <laughs> no. But of course, I'm there and I have to ask him questions. So he comes out and I'm like, "Hey, Rick, <laughs> or Rick, hey, hey, Shug, how how was uh, how did court go?" And he was just you could tell he was pissed. Yeah, so kind of like walked back in. And I, I kind of got the sense of like, I don't think I should be here. This doesn't feel right because it was him. And then he had three giant men that were like bodyguards or whatever, kind of flanking him. Yeah. And they kind of go in front of him. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. This is downtown. I'm just, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I'm, I'm just going to get out of here. So I start walking up the street and I turn around. I'm like. I noticed that they're following me. Like now it's Suge and his three guys and they're kind of coming up behind me and I'm going, Oh, well maybe they do want to talk. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> yeah, sure. they just didn't want to talk in front of the courthouse. So I'm like walking and I, I'm like, oh, I can't tell if they're pissed or if they want to talk. Like I just couldn't freaking tell. So I cut through this like, I, I want to say an alleyway, but it's mostly just like two buildings and I'm trying to go to the parking structure and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they just want to chat. So I stop and they come up and they start pushing me. They no. start pushing me, shoving me back and forth. They're like, what the fuck are you doing here? You better back the fuck off. Like, and, and I'm like, I'm kind of freaked out. Wow. So I just push the record button. Cause you know how there's like one by the thumb yeah, yeah, yeah. on top. So I pushed record and I'm like, well, if I'm going to die, at least I die on camera. Yeah. And I face it up. And at that moment, Suge looks down, sees that the camera has the red light on it. And he picks up his phone and he like stops yelling at me, picks up his phone. He goes, yeah, mom, I'm gonna be at church on Sunday for sure. For sure. I'll be there. Don't even worry about it. I'll be at I'll be the church and starts walking off the other way. And it's uh, and the like the other guys notice it and they disperse out. And I went back and I was literally like shaking because I'm like, I almost died in a oh. fucking alleyway for a stupid video about someone who just lost a hundred million dollars. Like, what am I doing with my life right yeah. now? <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty, uh, that's a wild one. I had, yeah. uh, this is my last, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you this person's name. And, oh, and I, come I, on. No, no, Adam. no. I'm going to, wait, I'm not going to say the person's name. It's a rapper. And now it goes into all rappers, <laughs> awkward moments. But this one rapper was not, again, when he first came out, was not a nice guy, was not cool, was a total, just not a nice guy at all. Did not like mm -hmm. the camera. And again, it's sort of like I was saying with the, the Rick Ross story. Like, I would see him all the time, and they would never talk to me. I was like, dude, like, this is getting weird. This guy would never talk to me. And to the point where I kept like, ignoring him because he was such an asshole to me. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep seeing him. I'm going to ignore him. You know, I'm not going to act like he's a big deal. Screw it. So one day, it was early in the morning, and he's walking into his hotel. And I go, hey, like I was sitting on the ground. I was like, because after I started for weeks, I would just ignore him. And I go, yo, he's walking into his hotel. And I go, can I get a photo with you? He goes, yeah, on the way out. I'm like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden, he'll, uh, I knew he was going to be like in and out into the hotel. He comes back out of the hotel probably about 10 minutes later. I go, hey, can I get that photo? The bodyguard goes, like, yo, get out of the way. I go, listen, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the, the celebrity. He goes, I'm telling you, get the hell out of the way. And he goes, I'll be, and he goes something like, I'm, like I'll, beat the shit out, I'll beat the shit out of you. And I go, you know what? 
that's it. I'm calling the cops. And I and they're like, yeah, whatever. And they're smoking a joint outside their car or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm calling the cops. You guys want to threaten me? You want to act like a big deal? Guess and so I and I acted like I was calling the police. And I start saying, yeah, they're in the a black Escalade license plate T. Blah blah blah. I start acting like I'm calling the cops. And I start and the like, yep, cops are on the way, guys. Like, yeah, whatever, you piece of shit. Like they're talking shit to me because I was just sick of being bullied by these guys. The door guy at the hotel is like, Adam, you're nuts. Three minutes later, at, at a coincidence, a police car comes racing around the corner with the sirens on. The celebrity, the rapper, and the bodyguard start running down the street. <laughs> They're running down the street. They run through a, a, a parking garage just because they think that cop car is coming after them. And I'm like, oh, shit. The door guy at the hotel is like, oh, shit. I'm like, what the hell did I do? Like, oh, this is getting weird. And this is like a big celebrity, too, like a big Come rapper. On, just tell me the name. I'll tell you after. Not T.I. I like T.I. T.I.'s a nice guy. But also, I'm like, holy shit. Like, oh, my God. And just like that door guy at the hotel is like, you're nuts. I walk away. Three weeks later, I run into this rapper inside the lobby of a building of Sirius Radio. Ja Rule. No. And I said, uh, hey, can I get that photo? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that photo. Takes the photo with me, smiles in it, the nicest dude ever, and ever since we've been cool. But it was a, the weirdest, craziest thing that ever, I mean, talking about an awkward encounter, like it Come was. Come on, rough. say the name. Uh, you don't want to know about Nick Cannon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It wasn't Nick Cannon, but I'll tell you after. It's it's really good. Come on, no, I want to know now. <laughs> it's, it's I'm afraid he'll come back. Honestly, I'm honestly afraid for my my life. <laughs> That's why I'm afraid to tell you. Like I'm afraid this person will come uh, after me. Aaron for... Carter's not gonna do shit <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm afraid wait, this guy will literally have, beat the shit out of me. Didn't you tell me like a while ago, like there was some like Vanessa Lachey story that oh. you had like way back when? Yeah, I used to hand out flyers in Times Square that you call barking. If you watch the uh the HBO show Crashing with uh you know, the Judd Apatow show. I used to hand out flyers in Times Square for comedy shows. You know, you hand out flyers to people on the street and you hope mm -hmm. they come see your comedy show. And one day I would always be standing outside MTV, 1515 Broadway. And that's where TRL was. And this is back when TRL was a big show. And I would be outside handing out flyers, trying to get people to come to comedy shows. Or I'd be handing out flyers with my friends. And one day I was just in a daze and Vanessa Manillo came out. That's Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey. Vanessa Lachey comes out. Pre-Lachey. Pre-Lachey. So she was Vanessa Manillo at this time. Was that her name? Vanessa Manillo? Yeah. Her name was Vanessa Manillo, now Vanessa Lachey. And she came out and she looked gorgeous. I mean, she's a very attractive girl. And she came out and I caught eyes with her. And all of a sudden, my buddy from a distance watched me. Like, not even from a distance. He was like five feet away from me. And Vanessa came out. We caught eyes. And I just looked at her and I, I just dead serious. I go, hello, Vanessa. And she didn't even say anything to me. She was like so creeped out by me, by me just going, hello, Vanessa. Like it was like I was waiting there for her. And she, her and her, like her friend, like quickly like ran off because I was so creepy. My friend was like, my friends still make fun of me for that. Like, hello, Vanessa. Like, what was hello, that about? Vanessa. Hello, Vanessa. Like, uh, it That's was so like, funny. we've been waiting for you, Vanessa. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what story you do need to tell for people that may have missed it the other day was the Khloe Kardashian. Because that story was so <sighs> bold. And then I was mad at you for sharing it before we did this episode. <laughs> Can you just share it one more time for people that didn't hear? I saw that story is probably one of the worst things I ever. It was really bad on my end. It wasn't bad on Khloe Kardashian. I always say Khloe Kardashian, super sweet person, one of the nicest celebrities. And this story will kind of show you what kind of person she was. Khloe Kardashian, she was, well, she is. Khloe uh, Kardashian arrived at JFK Airport, and we had, you know, at that time, there was tons of media around there, and she was dating Lamar Odom. And Khloe Kardashian also had a radio show where it was sort of like a, a sex radio show. So I wanted to ask her, like, a question about sex, but I wanted to keep it fun or interesting or more interesting than anything. So Khloe's with Lamar. You know, there's a paparazzi taking photos, and I'm sitting there doing my video, and I said, Khloe, who do you think had the best celebrity sex tape? Which I completely forgot that her sister had one of the most infamous sex tapes ever. And all of a sudden, as soon as I asked that question, Lamar Odom goes, yo, are you serious right now? And just like, basically like, go away. And all of a sudden, as soon as I asked, I literally hit my hand against my head. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe I asked that question. And Lamar is like a complete dick to me. Chloe's like ignoring me. And they get into the elevator to go upstairs. 
I run up the elevator upstairs and I just put my camera down and Chloe's there and I put my camera down on the ground. I said, Chloe, I just want to apologize. I completely forgot that question was such a mistake on my end. I asked this question because of your radio show, but I just, it was just a bad question, bad timing, bad thinking on my end. And I deeply apologize. Lamar's like, go away, get the fuck away from me. And Chloe said to Lamar, he goes, Lamar, shake his hand. And she goes, how many times does someone apologize to us? And I said, I'm deleting the clip. Like I, like I apologize. Lamar like did not want to shake my hand. And Chloe forced Lamar to shake my hand. Um, and she was super sweet about it. And I mean, which she didn't have to be because it was totally my fault, but it was so humiliating. It was just bad thinking on my part. I love Chloe. She's great. She is great. She's great. Well, I think I think we got to leave it at that for now. I think that was a fun episode. I think listening to these ridiculous stories and I you've got some good ones over time. Thank you for sharing. I got them. more, but I just had to think about it. It's so hard. I have so many celebrity stories to be honest with you and this is not being being a dick. This is just me for for doing what I've been doing for over more than a decade now that I like it's funny. You just give me an Us Weekly magazine and just show me the person and I got a story about them. Um, I'm sure I'm sure I'll start remembering more now that we've had this episode. I'm sure more will come to mind yeah. about over time. E- even how the hell we forgot about Joe Exotic's husband moment. That li- that literally might be the most awkward interview we've ever done. Yeah. Right? I'd say like, so. For sure 100% that guy and not only that, he was like on a boat and it was windy. He was a rock star. Was a weird interview. He was being like, he, he thought he was a star at this point. So funny. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we'll have, uh, uh, you know, awkward celebrity encounters part two at some point. But until then, uh, make sure you guys head on over to our iTunes page. Scroll down to the bottom. Leave us a review. Um, because we greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms. we got our TikTok rocking. Um, we're all over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. we got our private Facebook group called uh, Off the Record. So you can go in there. We talk, kind of talk about things that we can't talk publicly about here. We'll give sometimes tips on to where movie sets are filming or celebs that we've seen out or just stories that maybe we can't put out to the public so we don't get in trouble. So head on over, friend us on there so we can uh, join, have you join a part of the group. Yes. Uh, no, make sure you guys leave a review is the best thing to do to support this podcast. We don't have a Patreon. We just say leave a review five star only say a few kind words. Uh, follow me at, at Adam Glenn G L Y N follow Dax Holt at D X H O L T follow the Hollywood raw podcast at, at Hollywood raw pod on IG. We're also on TikTok, Twitter, Ron it all guys. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. A Huda media production.